0: This week's Parsha is Parsha's Mishpatim and we'll start the Parsha in the beginning of the Parsha, chapter 21, verse number 1. The verse starts, Ela Mishpatim Ashertosim Lifneim. And these are the ordinances that they should put in front of them. Russia brings down Lifneim, the loyal Lifnei going, that we should put in front of a Jewish court and not in front of a non-Jewish court. Russia continues, Vafilo Yodato, even though you know but in Echot, in one rule, shehem Donin Israel, that the non Jewish court will rule in the same way as a Jewish court would rule, meaning that their laws are the same in this regard. Nonetheless, do not bring your case into their courts. Why? Israel if because any Jewish person that brings a legal matter to the non-Jewish court, Mechalel Es Hashem desecrates the name of Hashem, Umayaker Sheim Abodezara, and it is giving honor, giving esteem to the idols' name, because since they are idolatrous court, people are going to see that a Jew brings his case to the court of the idols. Then people are going to say that the Jew doesn't believe in his own God and is bringing his case. An adulterous court. Therefore, the Torah tells you that this is the laws that you should put in front of them, meaning you should make sure that when you have a case, you come in front of a Jewish court and not an adulterous court. Theoretically, based just on what Rashi says here, we could kind of say that if you would bring your case to a Jewish civil court, not a Jewish rabbinical court then it would be okay. Because since Rashi only mentions the fact that if you bring to a non-Jewish court, meaning to idolatrous court, then you'll cause the secretion of Hashem's name, and you give prestige to idolatry, where there is no idolatry involved, when only Jews are involved, like the case in the Israeli civil courts, then theoretically this prohibition would not take effect. But the Madrash Rabbe, in Parshalamet Simon Alev, on this verse, associates this verse to the verse in Tehillim, chapter 99, verse number 4, where the verse there says, Ve'oizh melech mishpot oev, the mighty is a king who loves justice, ato meshorim, you founded fairness, mishpot tzedakah Yakov." Justice and righteousness and Yaakov, you did. Meaning that Hashem did righteousness and judgment. And the question is that once you write down the word Mishpat, it's clearly contradicting the word Tzedakah. Because Mishpat means judgment and Tzedakah means charity. If you have judgment, you don't have charity. What does the Madrish mean to associate Elah Mishpatimashat Tosnifnayim to the idea that we are going to have judgment and tzedakah and charity and kindness. To answer these questions, we are first going to introduce the idea that all the Meforsham are bothered by, that since we know that according to Rashi, the first thing that the Jewish people received after Moshe came down from the mountain is the idea that they have to build the tabernacle, meaning next week's Parsha, V'ikhu, Truma, they should take a donation and you should donate to the tabernacle, that is the first Parsha that Moshe Rabbeinu gave, according to Rashi, after he came down on the mountain. And then comes out that even though that is the first Parsha, nonetheless, Parsha's Mishpatim is written, the laws of Dinam, of judgments, is written before the Parsha of Veikho Truman that you should take a donation. And the asks why that is so. And the simple answer That Mepharshem answered that since we know that Hashem hates somebody who donates with stolen money, meaning when you give charity from stolen money, that is the worst thing that you could do. Like the Marsha explains that since when you do charity with stolen money and you can't repent on the mitzvah, you could only repent on the sin, then that mitzvah is always in heaven screaming that I am stolen, meaning... The charity that you give is always screaming in heaven that I came through illegal means and that you can't take out because since it's a mitzvah, you don't want to do tshuva, you don't want to repent on a mitzvah, therefore you are stuck with that. That is one reason why Hashem hates somebody who does something right with stolen money. And the other reason is that since you are giving charity with the stolen money, then technically that charity is the incentive for you to steal, then you are converting a mitzvah into an incentive of a sin. And that Hashem hates because then you are corrupting Hashem's mitzvahs. Therefore, before Hashem is asking you to do charity, Hashem puts in front of you partial mishpatim, which deals with a lot of the monetary laws. Like that you will know when is it considered your money, when is it somebody else's money, like that you will only do charity with your honest money and that will be totally accepted by Hashem. Therefore, before Hashem gives Parsha's truma, Hashem writes Parsha's mishpatim for you to know what to do in order to have your own honest money. But Sefer Shemarosh gives a different answers, but first he brings another question which has to do if Parsha's Shkolim, which Coincidentally, it's also read in Parshish Mishpatim, meaning that Parshish Mishpatim is also considered Parshish Kolim. And in Parshas Kolim, in chapter 30, verse number 14, the Torah writes, Kolo Iver Apikudim, everyone who passes among the counted, Mibane Simshon from 20 years and up, eating through Trumas Hashem, should give a portion to Hashem. Yarbe, the rich one should not, Give more, but and the poor Lo should not give less. a shokel, then half a shekel. Losses Lohem Trumas Hashem to give the Truma of Hashem lechaper al nafsho to atone for your souls. So, Sefer Shemiruach asks, how is it possible that the doctors should atone for the Jewish people, since we know that Hashem has the gold, meaning the verse in Chagi. Chapter 2, verse number 8 says, Leah Kesef, The Hashem says, To me is the gold and to me is the silver. And also the Mishnah Novus, the third parik, Mishnah Ches, writes down that Rabbi Lozer Ishbartusa Omer, ten loy Mishaloy, give to him from his, Shatov, because you and whatever you have, it's his, meaning that everything that we have is from Hashem. Therefore, when we give tzedakah, we're actually giving back to Hashem what says. And the Vishnu continues and says, The David and David Amelech also says in the Ivrayomim chapter twenty-nine, verse number fourteen, Kimim that everything comes from you, and from your own hand. nosanulach, we gave to you, meaning that you give us and we give you back. Then theoretically, why is the mitzvah of tzedakah of charity so great? Since we don't do the mitzvah completely on our own, we only do the mitzvah once we to get for Mashem. Then why is this mitzvah so great that's lechaper and that comes to atone to your soul? Therefore, Sefer Shemeroy says that based on the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Yud, Ahmed Aleph, Ten A, where there the Gemara says that Rav Chizde and Rabe Baravuna they were sitting in justice all day, meaning they were the judges in the court, and the court was open all day. They started getting weak, because they were there the whole day, they started getting weak. Tana Barav teaches them. It's written in the verse, in Shmos chapter 18, verse number 13, that people were standing in front of Moshe Rabbeinu from morning to night, and Moshe Rabbeinu was judging their cases. The Gemara asks a question, Do you really think that Moshe Rabbeinu is sitting and judging the whole day? If it's so, Torah Mosai, Nessus. If that is so, when did Moshe Rabbeinu teach Torah? When did he teach the Torah to the people? to tell you she Din that any judge that judges honestly, truly, to his fellow man, Shoachas, even if he sits in judgment for only one hour, Male the Torah considers it, as you have been a partner to Hashem in the story of creation meaning that you don't have to say in judgment all day from morning to night, as long as you judge honestly whatever time you judge, then you become a partner to Hashem, the story of creation. And it's written here that Moshe Rabbein is standing from morning until night. And in creation it's written in chapter number one, verse number five, and there was night and there was day, one day. So therefore we say that if you judge honestly, even one moment, Hashem considers you a partner in creation. The 8th Yosef explains why is it that you are considered a partner to Hashem in the story of creation. The 8th Yosef explains that since we see that the Dora Mabel, the generation of the flood, they were destroyed because since their crime was that they stole from one another, as it says in Bereshit chapter 6 verse number 13, that Hashem tells Noah that I'm ending all the flesh in front of me, because the whole world is full of thievery. Therefore, I'm going to destroy them from the earth. Rashi writes down that even though previously we mentioned that they had all the capital crimes, they had idolatry, morality, and they also have thievery, nonetheless, the whole decree was given only because of thievery, which means that when somebody steals then hashem destroys the world hashem brings the flood to destroy the world therefore if you do not steal and you judge honestly then you become a partner in creation because you are sustaining the world that hashem created hashem created the world but that world cannot sustain if there is thievery, if there aren't honest people therefore by you Judging it. Honestly, you become a partner in creation because Hashem created and you maintain the world Because you causing it the world should not be destroyed. These are the words of the eighth Yosef According to this says Seth Hashem for sure somebody who judges honestly and for sure when the litigants accept what was decided by the judgment then for sure they help maintain the world. Because if they would not follow what the judges said, then automatically they would resort to thievery again, because they have money that doesn't belong to them, then the world will be destroyed. That means that the litigants themselves by accepting what the judge says, that in itself causes that they become partners in Hashem in creation. And he says that one step further, if you always are honest and you do not steal from anybody you are sure not to take anything that's not yours you are sure not to damage anybody else's property then clearly in this way you become a partner in hashem in creation because you are helping maintain the world through your honesty you are helping maintain this world therefore you become a partner in hashem the creation and when you become a partner in hashem in creation that means that you become a partner in hashem In all parts of creation, including the money that Hashem has, the gold and silver that belongs to Hashem. Once you deal honestly with your money, then automatically you become a partner in that money. Then you actually are giving the money away. You and Hashem, which are partners, are giving the money away. Then it is not the money only of Hashem. It is your money because you help maintain the world. And this is part of the world. And therefore, you become a partner of Hashem in creation. Therefore, before we are required to separate donations, Parshish Truma, before Parshas Kisisa, we have to have the laws of Mishpatim, the laws of monetary situations to know what money is mine, what money I owe somebody else, like that By you knowing these laws and behaving properly, you'll become a partner with Hashem in creation. Like that, automatically when you give charity, you'll be giving charity that is yours from your money because you became a partner by acting honestly. But if you don't know what it is to act honestly, then you can never become a partner with Hashem in creation. Therefore, only after we have parses Mishpatim, Hashem tells us to give truma, because Hashem wants you to do the mitzvah completely, and you could only do the mitzvah completely when you know these laws and you follow them, because like that you become a partner with Hashem, then you are actually giving the chayt. And according to this, Sefer Shemeroi says that this is the meaning of the verse in Tehillim, that mishpot utzdaka be Yaakov atosiso, that you did Mishpat, which is laws, it's a docker and charity, but Yaakov, with Yaakov, you did. Meaning for the fact that you first taught them Parsha's Mishpatim, and like that, they will be able to learn the laws, they'll become partners with Hashem in creation, then you'll be able to give tzedakah, then they'll be able to give charity, like they are giving charity, and then it's not considered as Hashem is giving the charity, it's considered as the person is giving charity because once he learns the laws, he became a partner with Hashem. And like that, he himself is giving the laws. So there's no contradiction because the verse means to tell you that the only way you could really give proper charity is if you first learn Mishpat and then Tzedakah be e so if you learn judgments, learn the laws of Mishpatim, then you could give the proper charity to the people. Sefer Shem Rosh continues, gives a different answer based on the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dav Zion Amadalov 7a. There the Gomorrah is discussing judgments. The Gomorrah says, Ahu dahavakomer Basal, there was this man who walked around saying, The Azumni beidina somebody who leaves the court, shokal glimmer, and the court removed his coat, meaning that he went to court against somebody else and he was found guilty. He lost the case and in compensation to pay for his loss. Then the bezin took away his coat, meaning took away his shirt. In that case, Liz Marzemer, this person should sing a song, the and should go on his way. Meaning the person should be happy that the court found him guilty and he was able to give back the property that technically he stole from the other person. Like that, he'll be happy to what happened. omale Shmuel Ravyuda, Shmuel Ravyuda told that person. Kroch is it Napostik exactly like you said in Parshas Israel in chapter eighteen, verse number twenty three. After Israel gives the advice to Moshe Rabbeinu to establish the system of justice, it says, "If you're going to do this thing, with ziv and Hashem will command you, then you'll be able to endure the gam and also this whole nation." to his place, will go in peace. So Rav Shmuel says to Rav Yuda that when the verse says, Ve gam azeh that also, all these nations, should arrive at the place in peace, it means everybody, even the losing side, of the case, they will also arrive in peace, which means that he should sing, and say thank you, that you took away my shirt, that I did not end up, taking property, that is not mine. Sefer Shemeroish asks on this Gemara that we actually see in reality that even people that normally give charity for mitzvahs, nonetheless, when they are found guilty in court, they do not think, they are not happy about losing in court. And they believe that the best did a mistake. They didn't judge him fairly because he believes that he is right and his friend is not right and the court took away his money. Then how is it possible that Gomorrah says that a person should sing when he loses in court, when we see clearly that is not like that, because how can he sing when he lost his shirt? Therefore, says Sefer Shemerosh, that based on the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin of Ches Ahmed Aleph, where there the Gomorrah writes down, the verse says in Devarim chapter 1, verse number 17, Ki am mishpat kimhu, that the judgment is to Hashem, the Gemara there says, Omar Abhomar Barchanina Abhomar Barchanina says, "Loi dion." it is not enough, that evil people, meaning here, evil judges, shall not live, that they give, they take money away from this person, and give to this person, wrongfully, meaning that they go to court and the court establishes wrongfully that money should go away from this person to this person. They also force me to give back the money to the owner. Meaning, since you took money from somebody else not according to the law, then Hashem has to replace the money. So therefore, you see in the verse, that judgment is to Hashem, which means that Whenever you judge somebody and you don't judge them honestly, it's like you're judging Hashem, because now Hashem is going to have to make up the mistakes that the court made, because Hashem has to make up the money that the loser of the court gave erroneously, because you, the court, made the mistake. The Maghreb Tzedek explains what Rashi means to say. Based on Rashi writes down, Be Yashav Pesach Oil, in Bracious chapter 18, verse number 1. In Parsha it's written that Hashem appeared to Avram Avinu and he was sitting at the door of the tent. So Rashi says that, that Avram Avinu wanted to stand up. Hashem told Avram Avinu sit and I will stand and you will be assigned to your children. She that I will in the future stand whenever the judges get together. the yashrin, and they will be sitting. As the verse in Tilan chapter 82, verse number 1 says, Elohim Nitzav Ba'das el that Hashem is standing in a gathering of judges. And Sefer maglit Tzedek explains that the way it works is the following, that when the judges are judging the litigants, they're not only judging the litigants, they're also judging Hashem because if they make a mistake in judgment, they are forcing Hashem to reverse the judgment and do the proper thing to give back the money whom they misjudged. Therefore, in the same way that it is a requirement for the litigants to stand when the verdict is given, meaning that when the basin is giving the verdict, we make the litigants stand, so too, since Hashem now is part of the litigants, is part of the defendants, is part of the judgment. Then Hashem is also standing because if you make a mistake, Hashem has to make it up, and therefore Hashem stands when the judges gives this judgment. According to this Sefer Shemeroy says, comes out that the person who's being judged, the litigants, always should come out happy because no matter what, they end up winning. If they actually lose the case and they deserve to lose, then they are winning that they did not steal. So they should think that they took away his clothing, that he did not steal money from somebody else, and he has honest money on him. And if the judges actually made a mistake, then he should still smile and still think, because since he knows that Hashem is going to make up what the judges did wrong, then Hashem is going to put back the shirt that was taken from him, then the person should clearly continue singing because nothing wrong is going to happen to him. Therefore, everybody who comes out to judgment should sing. Both litigants, the person who wins and the person who loses, both should sing because both did not lose anything that was his. Therefore, Sefer Shemeroi says that this week's passage starts and these are the judges that you should put in front of them. Meaning that you should only put in front of Torah Judges, because only when you have Torah Judges, you have Hashem standing in their judgment, meaning Hashem is also the litigant. Because even if people are righteous people, sometimes they make mistakes in the law, and when they make mistake in the law, Hashem makes it up. But if you are going to go to a court of not Torah Judges, then Hashem is not standing there, and if they are going to make a mistake, the mistake is going to be forever. Because Hashem is not going to make up what the judges did wrong. Therefore, the Torah tells you you should go live Neyam only in the court of judges and not the court of other nations. And now we'll understand what the Madrash means. The Madrash means to say Mishpat but beYakov atos that you did a Mishpat and Tzedakah with Yaakov. And we asked a question if it's judgment, it's not charity. And if it's charity, it's not judgment. So the answer is that yes, they are tied together, because if you go to a Jewish court, then the Mishpot Hashem is tied with Tzedakah, meaning that if you are going to be judged erroneously, then Hashem is going to be charitable and make up your loss to you, and therefore you're not going to have any loss. So when it says Mishpat Tzedakah by Yaakov, atos means Hashem first tries to the Mishpat, But if the Mishpat comes out wrong and you end up losing the money, then Hashem will give you tzedakah in order to make up what you lost. According to this interpretation comes out, that even though the civil court made totally of Jews are judging the same way as a Torah court, nonetheless, you are going to lose by going to civil court because you don't have the protection that Hashem is going to be standing there and make up the losses if you are judged wrongly. So therefore it says a Shatosimlif name that you should put only in front of a Jewish court. Sefer Shemiroch now brings a different idea why a person who comes out of court should sing even though he ends up losing the case. And he explains based on what's written in Avoidus Agershone, where Sefer Avoidas Agershone brings an interesting story that happened with the, of the Rebbe. He says that the Bardichev Rabbi said once that the first case that he ever had was a very interesting case. It was a case of a person, let's call him Reuven, who was a very wealthy person, and he had a lots of barrels of honey, and he brought these barrels of honey to Bardichev in order to sell the honey. And this Reuven tried to sell the honey for a long time, and he could not sell the honey. Then he met shimon shimon was also a wealthy man and shimon says you know what leave the honey in my house and i'll keep the honey until you come back until you try to sell another time why slap it back to where you are keep it here and then when you come back you will have the honey here and so it was reuven went back to his town and he stayed there many years because he was involved in his business And after many years, he decides to come back to Bardichev to get his honey, because he remembered he has the honey by the house of Shimon. And he comes to Bardichev, he finds out that Shimon died. And Shimon's children never heard of Reuven, never heard that the honey is not Shimon's. And therefore Reuven, who was the owner of the honey, didn't have any proof that this was his honey. So they decided that they are going to go to the bardichev Rebbe, and the bardichev Rebbe will judge who is right in this case. The bardichev Rebbe heard both litigants, and he realized that Reuven is telling the truth, and the bardichev Rebbe was very pained that even though he knows that Reuven is telling the truth, nonetheless he won't be able to take Allahakli the money from the children of Shimon, because since Reuven doesn't have proof, you cannot take money from orphans without any proof. And therefore, in this case, Reuven will lose all this money. And he was specifically paint that this was the first case that comes to him. So the barbitch Rebbe says that he prayed and cried so much that from heaven they answered him. And they sent Shimon, the dead person, to come to him. And Shimon tells him that rabbi do not worry about this case. Because if Reuven is going to lose the case, that is the proper thing that it should happen. And he explained that Reuven's father did business with Shimon's father. And once Reuven's father had some money of Shimon's father that he never returned. And the money that Reuven's father had is exactly the money of the worth of the honey. And now Hashem makes it that this situation should happen. And Shimon's children will get the money that Reuven's father owed Shimon's father. So Hashem makes it that the judgment will come out true because Hashem is beyond time and whatever evil, whatever wrong Reuven's father ended up doing, even though mistakenly, to Shimon's father, Hashem makes it that eventually that will even up and therefore now, even though Reuven now is going to lose the money but that money wasn't really his it came from his father and his father owed the money to shimon therefore shimon's children now are going to get this honey which is exactly the value of the money that ruven's father owed shimon's father and Sefer shemesh explains that most times you deal with orphans even though we see that the litigant is saying the truth nonetheless the Torah makes it in such a way that the orphans will probably prevail because you're required to have 100% proof in order to take out money from the orphans. And the reason is that probably there was something before that Hashem uses this occasion to straighten out, to make sure that everything is rectified, put back in its proper place. And according to this, says Sefer Shemiroj, now we understand why Parsha's Mishpatim is also ...before Parshas Struma, ...meaning that chronologically... ...Parshas Mishpatim should be... ...according to Rashi... ...after Parshastruma, Struma, ...and yet it's before... ...and we say... a ...that there is no chronology in the Torah... ...and the idea is... ...that even though now it seems that you... ...are losing money by judgment... ...you should know... ...that there is no chronology in the Torah... ...that Hashem makes it without chronology... Because the Torah wants you to realize that even though sometimes you are going to lose the case where you feel you should win the case, but you should know that mukdam Mugdam, there is no chronology, and really you are paying for some Mugdam, for something that happened previously which is not your knowledge, something that happened in the previous reincarnation with your father or your grandfather that they owed money to this person, and now Hashem is taking this Judgment to make straight what was done wrong for the previous generations, two or three generations before you. According to this interpretation, Sefer Shem also says, then clearly a person who comes out of judgment guilty and they take off his shirt should clearly sink because even though now it seems to him that the judgment was wrong, that the judges erred in giving verdict to the other person and they took his shirt off against Allah. But if you believe that Hashem is just and Hashem is rectifying what was done wrong in previous generations, then you will think that Hashem was able to finally give closure and give peace to your grandfather for doing something wrong by you losing the money to this person. So therefore... A person should always think and go on his way because that is the proper way to do. Because Hashem made it that you should be able to fix something that happened in the previous generation. And therefore, He also says, that's why it says, hamishpatim, and these are the ordinances, asher tossim Meaning that these are the ordinances, Yet you should toss him, that you should prepare, that you should tell them what to do. And even though to you it seems like it's going to end up being crooked, you should know that Lifneem, that this comes also to rectify what happened to their forefathers in the previous reincarnations, that this person may have a debt in front of this person, he never paid, and therefore it's coming this judgment that way, and therefore it says Lifneem, which means what happened before them. Before them, not in front of them. Lifnaem, what happened before them. So the judgment comes to rectify Lifnaem what happened before them. And according to this, says Sefer Shemerosh. Now we could also understand the association that the Madrash Rabbah makes with the Pasuk in Tehillim that we mentioned. The Pasuk says, V'oiz melech mishpet that the Hashem loves judgment, and then continues, and normally the judgment is right. But even though the judgment comes out wrong, that seemingly it seems like you're causing a person that deserves money to lose, you should know that Mishpat Utsdaka by Yaakov Atosisa, that you make Mishpat Tzedaka, meaning that the Mishpat you make here that seems to be crooked to you, it could be a Tzedaka to Yaakov that Hashem made, could be a charity that Hashem made to the previous generation to the person who died and owed money, that now he'll be able to rectify, and he'll be able to pay back the money that he owed, through this wrong judgment, that seems to come out of this case. Meaning, that if you lose money, which you seem to really feel, that the money should be yours, you should realize, that this could be a tzedakah that Hashem makes, for Yaakov, for the previous generation. But also, this will only happen, in a court of rabbinic judges because there we have a kimnitsa of Badaske Hashem is present there, and Hashem will make this accounting that this person owed money previous generation and here I'm giving back this money even though technically this person is the rightful owner of the money. But if you have a court that is not rabbinic judges, just a regular court, then not necessarily you they'll come out to rectify something that happened in previous generation. So therefore only if you have a rabbinic court and only when Elokim Nitzav Ba'das El, only when Hashem is standing in a congregation of rabbis, congregation of judges, then Hashem will make Mishpot its docker. Then Hashem will make this writing. But otherwise, not necessarily you'll have what it's supposed to be. Another interpretation Sefer Shem El-Rosh brings from Sefer Tifer Shloyma on Shavuos, where Sefer Tifer Shloyme brings the apostle in Baratish chapter 5, verse number 1, where it says, Ze Sefer Adam, that this is the book of the creation of man, so the Madrash plays with these words and says, that the Torah, and the Jewish people are one, meaning that this is the book of the creation of man. It means literally that in this book we see all the creation of man, that all the Jewish souls that supposed to be are here in the book of creation. But not only alluded in the book of creation, they are actually the book of creation, meaning that the Zohar writes down that Israel is the acronym Yesh. Shishim, Riboy, Oysio, that there is 600,000 letters to the Torah. And we know there is 600,000 Jews. That means that each Jew is equivalent to one letter of the Torah. And therefore, it says, Zaz Sefer, Toldas Adam, meaning that by counting the Jews, by reading the Jews, we actually are reading the Torah. And therefore, each Jew gets his chiyusoy, his substance from the Torah. And Sefer Hashem Herosh says that if that is true, if every Jew is equivalent to a letter in the Torah, then in the same way that the Gemara Menachem Zavchov Tes on Medall of 29a writes down that every letter of the Torah is supposed to be distinct and not supposed to touch one another, meaning that supposed to have parchment all the way around every letter, and if one letter touches the other, it's possible, so too, the Gemara, in Yuma, da Met Ches, Ahmed Beis, 38b, writes down, that, a person is not supposed to touch, not supposed to have, what is prepared to the other, meaning, that everybody has already prepared, what is his, and a person should not go around looking, what is prepared to others, and take, that, that is prepared to others, therefore, if a Jewish person takes the money of others, then is touching the other's property, then he would cause the Sefer Torah to become possible. Because since every Jew is a word of the Torah, then one word of the Torah is touching another word of the Torah. And that is not proper. And according to this, he says, Now we understand why Hashem gave us the Dinim in Morah. Why Hashem gave us the laws between men and men in Morah. Because after we came out of Egypt, right away in Mora, it's written there in Shemaz chapter fifteen, verse number twenty five, Shom kumishpot. there he gave a decree and judgment, the Shom and there they were tested, and this Mishpot Rasha brings down his Dinim, and so does the Gamora in Sanhedrin, Dafnunvov Omed Base. 56b says that dinim were given before matan torah and now we understand why because since every jew is connected to the word of the torah hashem wanted them to learn the laws of dinim the laws of what belongs to you what belongs to somebody else what is called stealing what is not called stealing like that everybody will be able to give back what they took from others illegally or what he took from others by mistake and therefore, since only then, if every Jew has his own kosher money, that is when the Torah will become kosher, therefore, only after the loss of dinim, Hashem has Martin Torah, Hashem gives us the Torah. And according to this, we also understand what the answer of the Gemara there says, meaning that the Gemara there says that that person that always said that if somebody took away your shirt, and you are found guilty, you should sink. And then, and then Rav Shmuel tells Rav Yudah that this is what the verse means to say, kol ha-maze And also, all this nation will come to their place in peace. What does it mean, will come to their place? Therefore, Sefer shemeroi says, that since every Jew is a letter in the Torah, that means that every Jew has a specific particular place, that every Jew has a place where he belongs, that through them it's written the Torah. And if that is so, then once you have the judges, then everybody could come to his own place, you won't be able to touch another, he will have his own place, and you will be happy about his place, even though he lost money, he'll be happy because that is what's supposed to be, because that is what his place really is. He doesn't want to touch the money that belongs to others. He wants the separate Torah to become kosher. Therefore, it says that every Jew should come to his place in peace. And this idea that every Jew has a place and through his place the Torah is read, meaning that the base of Bereshis is a certain Jew and the race of Bereshis is another Jew and they have to be next to each other in order to be able to read the Torah through them that is also how Sefer Emun answers a question on Parsha's Emor. In Parsha's Emor, chapter 24 we have the cursor. The cursor is somebody according to the Talmud, according to Rashi that wanted to pitch his tent by the tribe of Dan which was his mother's tribe. His father was an Egyptian and the tribe of Dan objected from him pitching the tent in the tribe of Dan. He went to Moshe Rabbeinu's court. He was found guilty. After he was found guilty, he cursed Hashem. The Satmer Rabbi, the Divra Yoel, asks a question, what is the idea behind the tribe of Dan protesting the fact that this Cursor wants to pitch his tent amongst the tribe of Dan. He asks, I understand if they are in Earth Israel and everybody has their own plot of land and somebody wants to pitch his tent on your land then you should object because somebody wants to take away your property. But we are talking here in the middle of the desert. The middle of the desert has a lot of sand and the sand that I am here today I won't be there tomorrow. Then what does the tribe of Dan care so much that this Egyptian pitches his tent among his people? Where is the Gemilas Chesed? Where is the acts of kindness that a Jew is supposed to do? Sefer Emunas answers the question of the Satmar Rebbe based on what we just said, meaning that since there is 600,000 Jews and there is 600,000 letters in the Torah, That means that the position of each letter of the Torah is important that Hashem reads through the people the Torah. That each Jew has to be in the exact position in order for Hashem to read the Torah through them. And therefore, since the tribe of Dan knew this idea, and now if you're going to bring an Egyptian in the middle of the tribe of Dan, that means that the Sefer Torah is going to become possible. That Hashem won't be able to read the Torah anymore, because now we have an extra letter, we have interruptions, we have different people who do not belong in the tribe of Dan, who do not belong there, and therefore the tribe of Dan objected this Egyptian for pitching the tent amongst them, because then the Torah would not be read properly. Like I mentioned, the Jew that has the letter base has to be next to the Jew that's the letter Reish, and so forth. And if you're going to put an Egyptian in the middle then it's going to become possible. And in conclusion, even though nowadays we have more than 600,000 Jews, but the Mephashim say that each one of us comes from the original 600,000 souls that came out of Egypt, and therefore everybody has to be careful in his own money how he takes care of somebody else's money in order not to touch somebody else's property so Hashem will be able to continue reading the Torah by looking at the Jewish people and Hashem Isborach should help that this should happen soon in our days and we should marry to have Moshiach come b'samikdosh rebuild b'mhera b'yomenu Amen.